Hey guys, welcome to another episode of View from the Cheap Seats. We are way up in Alaska where we're recording this, um, but of course we wanted to, uh, we've been in Alaska all week, but wanted to get this done and got our buddy Dave Damashek on the show, who he does a fantastic podcast with Sarah Tiana called Extra Points. He does a great podcast with my minus three with uh, Kevin Hench. He is knee deep in the world of football and his takes are fantastic, fully polished, fully wonderful bits and takes about the world of sports and commercial surrounding sports and football and everything. So we go deep into the NFL playoffs with him, which is where we sit and where we lie right now. Later on the show, conversation with Jerry Jones. We get into it with him. But first, let's talk about uh, what happened at, is it still the United Center? I don't even know yeah. what it's called. It. At the United Center when they were putting Jerry Krause into, and was Luke Longley there? I think he was there too, but like putting Jerry Krause in the, ring of honor or the bulls hall of fame the late jerry Krause and the fans booed him booed him and uh his widow essentially booed his widow booed his widow just and the reason and why they're booing yeah let's hear it if you if you want to draw a line back to anything the reason why they're booing is 100 percent michael jordan it is michael jordan's documentary which vilified Jerry Krause. Yes, at the time, people knew that Jerry Krause eventually broke up the team after six championships a little bit, wanted to go in a new direction. That's fine. But Jerry Krause also built that team. So, And Michael Jordan hated Jerry Krause, hated him from the beginning, bullied him, bullied him, bullied a grown man. You can hate Jerry Krause, and you can feel like Jerry Krause made mistakes but jerry Krause made the tough decision of getting rid of their coach colin doug collins and doug collins yeah and getting rid of doug collins and replacing him with phil jackson a little known coach who had not done anything before that it wasn't like they were bringing in greg popovich after championships he took a chance on this guy and helped build this team that became the bulls dynasty which is the reason why you love the bulls he got michael jordan in there Jerry Krause was a big part of that organization and deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. If you think I'm wrong, if you disagree with me, listen to what Steve Kerr said after the booing. It's bullshit. The Bulls are terrible. The Bulls, I'll say this right now, the Bulls might not ever win uh, an NBA title ever again. Okay? Your Your fans' behavior is trash and is a reflection of your greatest star ever, Michael Jordan, who is an amazing basketball player but a garbage but a human. Yeah, and he's a petty dude who any perceived slight whatsoever. I mean, he brought the guy who who beat him out on his high school team, even though that wasn't that guy's fault. That's just a kid trying to make it. Like, you should have brought your high school coach up. You know, don't bring the guy who beat you out on your high school team to introduce him at the Hall of Fame. I'm like, wait, Jordan, you have no friends. That's how petty he is. He's like playing games where you flip coins against the wall against the security guards just to take their quarters. Not, you know, he's got more money than they do. I hope he's giving him a hundred thousand. Taylor Swift gives people a hundred, their truck drivers, a hundred thousand dollar bonuses. I hope that's what you were doing to those people as you're taking their quarters. But that is who Michael Jordan is. And then that spilled over. I agree. Look. I don't think Jerry Krause, I, did he make mistakes in my opinion? Yeah, don't ever break that team up. You ride that thing as long as it goes until it can't win anymore. And who knows, maybe it wouldn't have won anymore. But I think you might have had another one or two in there. You ride that thing as long as go. you give everybody what they want and you create one of the greatest dynasties ever. Look at the way the Patriots did it. Okay, the Patriots are now on the back end of this thing. But they rode their 
thing for as many championships as they can and as many successful seasons as they could. And even when Tom Brady wasn't winning at all, it still was giving the team lots and lots of uh, success during the regular season and in the playoffs. So you do that. So yeah, I think he made mistakes, but I agree with you. You gotta say this guy roster construction is so important, especially in the NBA when there's only five guys, you need to construct your roster. That is absolutely one of the most important things as important as, as coaching as important as, because you need to make sure you have the guys that can get you the championship. If coached the right way. And if and Krause did it, Krause did it. He went and got, Scotty Pippen out of middle Tennessee state. Like he made moves that made that team great. And regardless of what he did, this is a moment to honor the guy who's dead and his widow is there. Like show some respect, show some respect, be decent humans. Chicago Bulls fans, you become a reflection of your worst attribute. Michael Jordan's personality. Michael Jordan off of a basketball court is a loser. He is a no friend loser. He has lots of accolades within with on the court and he's arguably the greatest of all time and probably yes is, but as a human being, he is a loser and his loser attitude was displayed in Chicago on the, on the full stage for him. Ron Harper had to go in and hug this woman. Ron Harper, give me a break. It was hard to watch. It was disappointing. And that's my take. I think Charles Oakley should have been allowed to choke every single fan who was booing out. Just give him Agreed. the opportunity. All right, let's take a break. We come back. Let's get into the NFL. I am excited without a dog in the race. I'm excited for just great playoff games. Let's run back from a couple of years ago, Kansas City in Buffalo this time. Let's go. We got another playoff game in Detroit. Let's talk about that. Is San Francisco, is it rest or is it rust? Can uh, can the upstart Texans take it to the Baltimore Ravens and get into all of it? And, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers with our great friend Damashek on the other side. It's view from the cheap seats. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. As promised, first of all, I'm just so happy that this dude is with us to break down the NFL as we are knee-deep in the uh, in the playoffs right now. I We know and understand his very beloved Steelers lost a much tighter game than I thought it would be in Buffalo. Uh, I think that should give you with a quarterback that I would hasten to argue is like maybe not even the best backup quarterback out there. He's fine. He's fine. But like, imagine if you had your starter in there, I think you win that game. There should be hope. And yet Mike Tomlin isn't answering questions. He looks like a character at the star Wars bar and he's not answering questions. He just walks off the podium. Dave Damashek <laughs> is with us to break it all down. Shecky. How are you? Well, how I'm fine. I, I, I feel like, um, uh, that's the most distinctive introduction I've ever gotten. That's for sure. One, two, <laughs> say what you want about Mason Rudolph, all pro when it comes to that head of hair. Oh, my oh, goodness. What a, what a mane he has. What, was that, was that what Miles Garrett was trying to knock off his head with the, with the helmet years ago? Obviously. A lot of a lot of raw yeah, feelings, a lot of jealous feelings. These are competitive guys, and the results were in. Mason Rudolph may wear number two on his jersey. Well, that sounds bad. And I've said that before. Of all the numbers, you, you can go one up to 19. The laws allow that as a quarterback. Why two? Why two? Why two? I, 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 let me Why tell you this, too. I, I may have mentioned this before, but 
I think it's crazy. I, I once asked uh, Matt Ryan at the height of his powers, why two? You know, you know, I know MVP yeah. and Super Bowl, that, but but why sure. two? It's a distraction. Three was right there for you. Two, right. he said, yeah. it's because uh, it's because it was my favorite uh, player growing up. That was the number he wore. I said, who's your favorite player? Tim Couch. I think that's sad, (laughs) but also I didn't know anybody like any kids were, uh, you know, running around like Tim couch is my guy. I feel sad for Don't say that out loud. Never has there been a player whose name predicted where he'd be so quickly after joining the NFL. (laughs) Tim, right? Couch. Chris, you you got uh, Tom Brady. You got Peyton Manning. You got Uh Ben. Look. There are a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> That's a good. Back, 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 back. But That's Tim really Couch, good. Tim Couch is doing some pretty special things in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> back on the blitz. Um, back on the you got blitz. The, 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 tri- the trick with Boomer Berman I- impressions is you is the self interruptions. He gets in his own way. Yes. Like he, he starts yes, to list things. He He's does. like, you got the Indianapolis Colts, you got the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. you got the Pittsburgh. Set. Look. You got a lot of di- like that's uh, that's his bit, right? Yeah, right. Interrupting himself, he's his own. And he does a lot man. of noises, like very like. But yeah, he. Uh, but I, I think on Matt Ryan for Matt Ryan's uh, side of things, how many of us can rightly say that we outstripped our idols' deeds? You know, Matt Ryan. Looks up to Tim Couch, then has a better NFL career. I think that's a real feather in so maybe that's, Matt Ryan's so cap. Maybe that's that's the point. Idolize people you can outdo. You know what I mean? Like we're who are we? We need to look. Randy and I have so idolized. Ins- Randy and I have idolized the Mooney twins our entire life. Paul Mooney's twins, <laughs> and we're working to try and achieve more. I wanted to be Jeff Altman when I watched him on uh, on Letterman. No such luck. Yes, but you know what? There's still time. I'll say this I, I, about uh, the 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 Mason Rudolph and all that kind of stuff. I know it's now oh, poor Dave Steelers loss and everything. I know why. I, I'm not, I'm not your dupe. You guys brought me on here because you guys are Big Ten champions. Nay. All of football America's champions. And you wanted to stick it to poor Dave, who you know likes Pitt and likes the Indiana Hoosiers within that very same conference that Michigan now lords over. So, muzzle tough. I'll say this to you guys for real. I saw the picks. I thought it was the greatest. I thought it was the greatest. You guys guys were on extra points with me and Sarah Tiana a couple few weeks ago in anticipation of that game. I was I I I just thought it was the best to see you guys coming through on the other side, winning it all, and that you had uh, your kids there and everything. And my guy Liev, who I love to kibitz with whenever I can, <laughs> even though he, at age fourteen, n- unlike my aspirations to be Jeff Altman, Liev is already way funnier than I could ever be. But I'm Stop glad he got, to, he got to ride uh, a shotgun with you <laughs> and uh, and get to celebrate that all th- that stuff with me. I dragged my boy. Jean-Claude Van Damaschek to my side to watch that Steelers game against Buffalo. It didn't go as his reaction. He did not get yet. I mean, so, but, but for real, I'm asking you for real. If pick, if pick it into Pickens and Pickens to pick it, pick it's your quarterback. I think you, I think you have a shot to win that game. If you played the exact same game that you played, I think you have a shot to win that game. And to me, there, is, I think the mystique of the Steelers still exists. 
any other team folds in that. Like you didn't play the Eagles game. You know what I'm saying? You you fought hard. If I'm an Eagles fan, Jesus Christ, if I'm a if I'm a Dallas Cowboys, if Michael, if I'm Michael Irvin making videos on hotel balconies telling people that they set the table for you. I, uh, at well, least first of all, there. well, right. But I do have to say, as we talk about, uh, you know, uh, aspirations and all that, 20, 25 years ago, I was taken to task on a number of occasions by a number of television and radio execs for being too outwardly black and gold. Like, come, Dave, come on, man. Like, yeah, that's not the way we do things in uh, in, in the national space. You have to to not uh, wear your rooting interest. Now, sure. yeah. everybody like it's, everybody has to do these performative videos after their team loses. I'm a little upset about that. I don't mind telling right. you that I was sure. that I was shouted down. But uh, but now it's it's the way you have to do things. Anyhow, it is. it's not it's not a performance with Dave. Dave no, at, an, at his hard. advanced age is living and dying with these games to a sad degree. <laughs> yes. no, and I so get I'm it. very I'm very confused by the last like two months or thereabouts of the season because they were tracking in a pretty good direction, but they were winning games 12 to 11 every week. It didn't make right. a difference right. if they were playing Baltimore or the worst team in the league. The result was 12 to 11. And it was hysterical to me in a world in which Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and everybody else is is shooting for the the high side of the 30s and the Steelers keep winning games no matter who they're playing in the ugliest fashion possible. But with Kenny Pickett under center, and I can see why he's upset. I don't know if that's kind of reached the national level about how raw it has Pickett. not. Tell us why. Oh, it has? Yeah, why no, tell it, yeah. Inform well, depending on who you believe, he refused before the game that they had to win in Seattle in week 17. He refused to be the emergency quarterback, the emergency three, and or Tomlin told him his apathy for filling that spot was enough for Tomlin to say, then fine, I'm not dressing you for the game, period. Either way. Some some petulant uh, feelings there. And I relate to that, by the way. Mason <laughs> Rudolph, you know, if Mason Rudolph, the jokes are all are, are right there. The guy's name is Rudolph. It was December yeah. coming down the stretch and all of that. And much like yeah. that creep, Santa, after berating, Agreed. after berating Agreed. that poor. That poor, sad creature with the red nose. Like he's a, he, he's already a pariah in his peer group. And Sam is in there like, well, you'll, you better fix that or you'll never, never steer my sleigh. Like, what the, what the hell are you getting uh -huh. on the kid for, man? You, you know, yeah. do you have other things to worry about? You're berating a child. Weird I mean, don't, you have, uh, don't you have adult onset diabetes to deal with and you're eating cookies at every house? Yes. You're the one forcing these animals to carry you around plus the presence. Plus, do you remember the opening scene? <laughs> a thinner, a, a more, uh, a more fit Slim Santa fast, for 2024. Slim fast Santa. Slim fast Santa. I'm down. For Anything that. to replace the lady who's singing the uh, Jardian song. This yes. musical. Yes. Why did that? That our it has consumed so our lives for one it's, full year now. The lady singing the Jardians. And it's a it's a fascinating look behind the scenes of show business, isn't it? Like it starts out, yeah. she's on the bus, like I take one village audience, and it's a high, da, 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 and that's a dance. But then the big dance number by the fountain yes. happens. But then yeah. cut, cut. Now it's like, wait, she's just an actor. 
And she's now, now it's like all behind the scenes. Wardrobe is dealing with her makeup and the extras right. and everything. It's really exciting. I loved her when she was. I loved her when she was a regular person. I loved her when her uh, cardigan was slipping off. You know, like but very haphazardly. Like they just pulled this gal out of the you know an outdoor mall. We need to put together. Maybe you. I, I think this is we, we've we've sort of uh, serendipity has arrived here. <laughs> On course, this day, like it always between, does. from Alaska to Southern California, mm. we should put together the super band of prescription drug band members. There's <laughs> also the one where the lady she, she has like they're they're like an alt band from the 90s, mm. and and uh, her problem, the lead singer is she's got the poops. Yes, uh, you know which one I'm talking about, she and like, do, how's yeah. she going to do a long set with her Crohn's? I'm with you. That's right. Yes, and and, and this band, not unlike the Scalar Brothers, they work the road, but good. They're out <laughs> there. Like they're doing matinee gigs. They're out there at night. Whatever. They give us a stage and a mic. We're ready to roll. And they're they go money. out there. But the, but the, but what's what's a fascinating little story? Pull back the curtains. It's sort of you know like uh, you know Aerosmith's uh, front guys button heads. You can tell oh, yeah. that the other woman in the band does not like not the happy. way the poops she's are like... dragging down the whole thing. She she you can see she's always like again like the other lady's like sorry I need a break guys from rehearsal and like she punts and yes. then the stink guy from the other one. Yes, he's yes. like here we go again. Here right. we go again. Worse yeah. than the poop itself. I'm, look, anyway, I'm I don't know you. what we're talking about. What, what, what are we we're doing? Off the, we're off the subject. We're off the subject of your beloved Steelers. But my, the point I wanted to get back to, and I think what's becoming I- increasingly apparent, is I think we can say with confidence that you probably won't ever see again a Brad Johnson-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Trent Dilfer-led uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens to the, to lead you to the promised land even baker mayfield and that could be the name of his biography even baker mayfield <laughs> is <he laughs> showed me something as i'm watching that philadelphia game and i'm like the reason the eagles their defense kept them in it the reason they aren't moving forward is that they don't have receivers but at the by the same token uh Hurt Jalen Hurts does not look good. His finger hurts. He's not moving well. He does not look good. You so the Chiefs can kind of you know play with their food most of the season, and then they get into the postseason. And Patrick Mahomes is exactly who Patrick Mahomes has always been. Who wants to play the Chiefs? I don't want to play the Chiefs. You know Jared Goff. They're chanting his name in Detroit for a reason. He's taken a team to the Super Bowl. And say what you will about him, he is. He can make elite throws, and he makes elite throws when you need to. That pass to Amon St. Ra, that is the pass that you need to make. Amon Ra St. Brown, you need to make that pass. And he makes that pass when they needed that pass to be made. Puts it on a dime. It's right there. You need that elite quarterback. You can't just do it with a ragtag group of people. Like you were saying, 12 to 11 isn't the formula to over like winning games in a lucky fashion that gets you to the playoffs is one thing you will be out in the first round. If you face so a team true. as a Right. They're different standards. What, you know, like the the analogy I always make cross sports is the Greg Maddox, Tom Glavins of the world. You can dominate 
in July against the Marlins. But when you go against higher, uh, when you go against better lineups in high leverage spots in October, the results tend to be different. I think that's could apply maybe to the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they 12 wins, 12 wins, 12 wins, three years in a row, almost impossible to turn your nose up at, except for the fact that they, it it appears to be an absolute mirage once January arrives every year. So I I completely get what you're saying. Yes, you can, you can uh, delude yourself as an organization into thinking like, yeah, but the roster is so good. And yeah, we don't have the guy at QB, the only position that really ultimately you must get at in order to be relevant every year. That's the, the difference between the teams that have superhero quarterbacks and everybody else. And they're only you know, four to six superhero quarterbacks in the league is, is that your team, as long as that guy's on it, is always playoff relevant. Everybody else is, to your point, is kind of trying to ignore reality and make a go of it with Baker Mayfield or Jared Goff. But I'll say this about those two cats. They both were first overall picks, so clearly high pedigree guys, but then they both yeah, felt like right. busts. And isn't it interesting? The, the, the thing I've been saying about those two is it kind of feels... A little bit like, well, first of all, like it does for all of us, life kind of has beaten them up and has made them more yeah. likable. Is that not true? Like they both were like unlikable Baker. repos. I think Goff too. I didn't think Goff yeah. presented as an especially likable guy when no. he was in LA. Maybe I'm reading into that. I'm imparting my own he's stuff on that. Boy. But like he's... this golden boy, pretty boy, like LA is where yeah, you land. Football. What a creep. <laughs> right. Football Ryan Gosling essentially is who he was. And, and <laughs> right. It looks like him a little bit. But like, again, you see, like I watched the video of him go, going into the locker room with the, after the win and the Lions themselves are chanting Jared Goff and he comes in. You're like, that dude means something to those guys and to that team. Yes, he's in the perfect situation. Dan Campbell is the perfect coach for him. You know, he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Let, let, let us not forget right. he took a team through the playoffs to the Super Bowl, which cannot be discounted. So he's been there before. So he comes with certain pedigree. He comes with experience. But for him to be in that, that is the perfect scenario and situation for him. And I, I, I want to talk. I want to, yeah, I want to talk ahead. about the Baker Mayfield golf of it all. Like, what do you think as we head into this game this weekend with those two? Is this the year Detroit gets over the hump and makes it to the NFC championship game? Well, I'm in my feelings on this one. I didn't like, I I was kind of rooting. And this is from an objective standpoint, as much as I can be objective about uh, when my team is in the playoffs. I thought from, for football America's sake, I get the CJ Stroud story is, is super fun. And the Texans are great and everything, but I don't feel like I, you know, the Texans have been down there for what's it been now, 20 years or something like more than 20 years. I think they feel like, remember when Phil Jackson called Orlando a plastic city? I feel that way yeah. about certain football towns. Like, it doesn't mean as much to me when Tampa Bay is hosting a playoff game. I I, I feel bad uh, besmirching. It's not to say that uh, it's not. I, it's my feelings. I, I And the same right. thing with the Houston Texans. Like, they're a real football team with real fans and everything. I don't know. I don't know that the yeah. buy-in is as great in Houston, Texan, Texas, going into this one against Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, and all that. The other side is I didn't want the Buccaneers to win because Philly at Detroit, no matter how bad the Eagles have been for the last six weeks, would have such juice in the run-up to it. Philly and Detroit, yeah, Detroit, oh, Philly, all oh, that yeah. would be great. But okay, 
I'm sorry for uh, for that little distraction of what if what what might have been. I think Detroit does win this game, and I think that they go up there. The the Tampa Bay does. I you know the 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 vibe of like I know they won the division and everything, but we see it almost every year that there are these teams that feel like what are we doing here, and it results in a devil may care attitude. And you know, so you right. think about that's tight. Detroit is like has this nice magical vibe to it. So I don't know if they have a ton of pressure, if they feel a ton of pressure on their shoulders. I call it the curse of supposed to when you're supposed to win that adds more to you. And I really do think that got Dak this, uh, this past weekend, almost got Josh Allen. I think the, the curse is supposed to like, he survived it, but let, you know, it was as a reminder, people have said to me, you never thought you were in that game. Did you like, when the Steelers were down a touchdown and it was fourth and one right. on the Bills side of the field and Josh Allen is crowd surfing and almost not getting it. Yeah, I thought in that moment, maybe the Steelers can win this game. I did. That did cross my mind, everybody, for those who keep reaching out to me like, oh, cut it out. They never had it. They, yeah, they had a shot. In that they game. did. They <laughs> most definitely did. Um, and, and by the way, shouldn't have had a shot when you're playing on the road. Now I didn't realize that, and then I I had to do like a Google search, and you knew this because this is your part of the country. But like, that's a two hundred and thirty five mile drive. That's so close. That's closer than St. Louis to Chicago, closer to St. Louis than St. Louis to Kansas City, closer than L. A. to San Francisco. That Pittsburgh Buffalo rivalry, like that's a great. We hate your city, and we're damn close enough to like so. That is like that's a fiery matchup. I don't. I don't think like the rest of the country fully understands. Fans can travel. That. Fans, fans can get there to that game. Yeah, you felt it. Oh, all those. Well, you, yeah, so, we, the three of us have talked about uh, the uh, butt crack of Palooza that is fan fights in the stadiums and outside oh, the stadiums. And outrageous. I think you might have seen some more of that, were it not for the snow and the game being delayed by a day. But on the other hand. You guys know. I know I'm I'm proud of my uh, my hometown and everything, but Pittsburgh isn't as much. You don't see Steelers fans as much doing that crap. There's something about nouveau riche, you know, that that uh, yeah. that gets in the way. Like a lot of chippy Bills fans and Browns fans these days, and you're like, you guys otherwise would be likable franchises. What, what what's with the attitude? I guess you get in your feelings when you when you never win, but still, it's like yes. Bills fans, we're all rooting for you, man. If my team ain't in it. Go Bills. I hope you guys finally get over the hump, except for the individual tweets and everything directed at me talking stuff like one. Neither one of us played in those games, but those six Lombardies do mean something to me and my family and my friends. And we do, whether it's delusional or not, bask in that reflected glory. You don't get the bat. Who are you to come at me? It's it really is like, you know, it really is like Terry Bradshaw having to hear from Joe Ferguson. Like, oh. Are you sure you're in a position to talk stuff there? You know, dare I even say me and Joe having to hear from the juice. Like, I don't think we're really on the same level here, pal. You know, that's right. Me and Joe should not be. No one should be hearing from the juice. But as as NFL fans and Jay and I love the NFL. But, you know, our team, our St. Louis Cardinals moved to Arizona and the second they moved, we were like, who cares? And then the Rams I heard about came that. We yeah. Happy. When that happened, we yeah. were happy for the city that they won a championship and happy that we had those good teams and they were fun to root for. But as soon as the Rams came back to LA, there was no, that's my team. I'm glad they're now in my city. There was none of that. So it makes Jay and I 
somewhat a free agent. And having grown up in Pittsburgh, I'm assuming you're maybe this way with the NBA. We're somewhat of a free agent. and We're not tied emotionally to a specific team. I can sit back and enjoy everything. I can sit back and say, well, it would be great to have Boston or it'd be great to have uh, uh, Buffalo the in the have the Bills in the Super Bowl. I would be great to see the Lions, you know, make a deep, deep run because I care about those fan bases getting a win that they haven't had for a long period of time. So it actually makes it, it takes all the stress out of it for us and we can just sit back and enjoy it. I wonder if you feel that way with the NBA because you probably don't have like a team that you grew up with unless you did have one that was like your team, unless you're a Sixers fan or something like that. Well, I mean, I you know, I don't want to call you out here on your show, but obviously Pittsburgh has the Pisces. I mean, did you not see? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, That's we right. did, but, but uh, <laughs> setting them aside. Um, yeah, I, that was uh, that was one of those ones where I had enough going on as a fan, and, and I feel like I do. And and now with kids, I mean, who has time for an NBA team on top of uh, on top of NHL nice. devotion and, and beyond? Um yeah, you know, I think the solve for this is because they'll eventually get an NBA team too, especially for those of us in LA. I think it is. If you just want to be completely soulless, just go with one town. Because if you're if your rooting interests spread all the way from one coast of sports America to the other, and and heaven forbid, all the way up to Alaska, you're gonna have a hard time <laughs> traveling and keeping time and like what times that game on the East Coast versus that all that. All the teams in Las Vegas. How about that? Is that a solve? Because they're going to have the athletics. Wait, so so I get that. I get that. This is almost like years ago, someone told us, you need to pick an airline when you're flying all over the country. Because then eventually you'll get to the highest level and you'll get all the perks of having that one airline. We didn't do that. We Hmm. fly every airline. So we have no perks. We're all in place. My fandom is NFL, I'm Detroit Lions. NBA, I'm LA Clippers. Baseball, I'm Cardinals, and uh, hockey, I'm Blues, and and that's it, man. And Michigan, all the way, and that's who I am. So it is all over the map, and it is hard to follow. Uh, but I agree with Randy that we are one step removed where we can just enjoy these playoffs. Like, I'm excited to see. I'm excited that Kansas City has to go back to Buffalo and hopefully replay. In my opinion, one of the greatest uh, playoff games in the history of the NFL. I'm excited that that that's the juice you're looking for that's a great juicy game and and i'm excited that you know like you said philly would have been more of a philly detroit more thing but i'm excited that detroit gets you know they they have an opportunity to play tampa and i think a they team they can beat move forward. a team a team they can beat you got eminem in the stands everyone's saying you got to lose yourself in the moment like all of mm-hmm. that in the and the, and the vibe in detroit this town that you know Really, I don't want to give all the glory to Aiden Hutchinson, but you have to admit the guy joins the team a year ago and Dan Campbell's building something, but you got to have buy-in from players and you just see a different attitude in that team that's never been there in the last 30 some odd years. You haven't oh, seen Oh, of course. That. I think it's a great I, I, yeah, of course it's a it's a fun story. The thing that would make it even better if they didn't put that dumb dome on that place, why did these teams in the NFC North give up the home field advantage against teams like the Rams? Do you think that the Lions would like to not have a dome now with the with the pretty boys from Tampa, St. Pete area coming up to town? How, how yes, much that's more would attractive. the Lions be favored for if it was going to be freezing outside that you would give the Buccaneers no chance? Now they kind of have a shot, right? 
All right, wait, how about this? Retractable roof. Yeah. And it and it goes covers the stadium when you're on offense and it retracts when you're on defense. Oh man. Now Let's we're cooking with gas. Control the control the retraction. That would be <laughs> how about that? That's a great idea. That's what that you call be- home field. Yeah, I think the Lions make all the sense in the world for you guys for the reason you just said. The star of the team and will be there for the next decade at least is your Michigan guy. That's why I yeah. that's why spiritually no matter what happens or happened with Kenny Pickett if he never reclaims the starting gig there in Pittsburgh, these arguments I have with people they'd be like, "Dude, you wouldn't even like Kenny Pickett. You wouldn't be rooting for him if he didn't go to Pitt. You would be like, who even wants him if he weren't a Pitt dude?" It's like, "Yeah, that's exactly why I want Correct. him to work totally. out for the Steelers. What, what, what are we missing here? Isn't it cool? Listen, I root for plenty of French Canadians and Dominican Republicans if it suits my team's interests, of course. But what would be even sweeter is the guy who walked across the hallway from, from Pitt and then put on the Steelers hat and did it. That would be, of course, if it ends up being a bust of a pick, so be it. These are the rare opportunities that you must take. I'm so glad that the Jags didn't take Aiden Hutchinson when they had the chance because we now have this ongoing story there. But yes, I think the Lions are your team. I think they do beat the Buccaneers. I don't know. What's fascinating to me from a from a point spread standpoint, that the Lions odds are shorter than the Texans. No, I'm sorry. The Texans have shorter odds. Uh, going up to ball, I mean, any, does anybody think that see I, I the CJ Stroud story is phenomenal and everything else, and he just torched the Browns defense and everything else. And I'm certain that the Ravens sitting at home watching that game or before it kicked off, if you said, "What's the worst thing that could happen to you guys um, on the buy here?" Catch the Browns with that defense and Joe Flacco co- coming home and have to hear that whole story yeah. for a week and worry about what that means, or. The Steelers, who Lamar Jackson has only beaten once, you know, for all the noise about, wow, the Steelers are clearly outclassed at this point. Are they? Or C.J. Stroud, a rookie QB coming up there with no history. The Texans never win. Every day. Right. Yeah. Isn't that the, isn't that the scenario yeah. you would want? Yeah. So I think I think the Ravens move on, too. And I think that the Lions move on. And I think that that means that we're going to get Four, we only have what do we have left? Uh, four, seven so games you, left. So I think we get the right. last three are going to be good title games. As long as the Bucks don't win, we get we get three really good playoff games before we're done. Including so if you get a yeah, if you get a Baltimore Buffalo, that would be incredible. If you get a Baltimore Kansas City, that right. would be an incredible AFC AFC championship. If you get a San Francisco uh, Lions, then that would be a phenomenal. Uh, NFC. Yeah. I mean, I think you could see another San Francisco, Baltimore, Super Bowl, the Harbaugh Bowl. You know, maybe you never know that could get hmm. uh, drudged up again. Or again, if, if the Lions made it all the way, like you'd have the entire country rooting for the Lions. You'd have the entire if that wasn't your team and you're not from the NFC North, you are rooting for the Lions. Well, I think the yeah, I think that's right. I think the like the 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 sad final four that would be glorious the the sad sack final four is detroit and minnesota and uh, and the nfc side those are the two saddest franchises in terms of their history and then the browns and like the the bills 
outstrip by by the Jets. At least the Jets got that one with uh, with name yep. it the. So if we get the bill, you know, what if you get the bills and, and the lie? If somehow, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I d- here's the path. I think everybody yep. assumes like, well, okay, this is a fun story, but Detroit can't go to the Super Bowl, can they? It's not implausible that a week no. from now we're talking about pack at Detroit for the Super Bowl. I think if you're going to catch, I always say in the numbers, um, I'm not a math guy, but even I can add this one up. 46 Super Bowl participants this millennium. 25 of them had a one seed. You want the buy. I know it's fun to talk about, like yeah. you, you said at the top, get into the playoffs. We got a shot. You do have a shot. But it's like uh, it's like betting on uh, on red 23 at roulette. You have a shot, but it's a long shot. It's a um, long shot. Yeah, I, if you're going to catch a team with a buy, as we've seen any number of times, the debate of like, is it? Did they get too much rest? Are they rusty? Right. Like, they rusty I don't know. Doesn't it rusty? feel like yeah. three months since we've seen Brock Purdy? Like, we, I mean, how, how, when's the last time you've thought about Brock Purdy? Like, you're going to catch the the Niners, catch them right now. And I think the Packers, that devil may care attitude. That's a. I, I think know. they have a shot at least, right? House money. They're doing things that people. People did not expect them to do. And I think they're being taken for granted in a lot of ways. And I could see them, you know, again, they get up 21-3 in this game, just punch them in the mouth, a defensive play, they get up. They got a lot of good players. I mean, again, you're so in a Packers post Aaron Rodgers world, how happy is that organization that they're sitting where they're sitting? To me, I think this is all good for the NFL. I think the NFL is in great shape. You got a lot of great quarterbacks. You got a lot of young quarterbacks coming and doing things and, and leading franchises and doing things. You've got cities that typically, again, Brown's making a playoff run with five quarterbacks in the season. You got to give tons of credit to Stefanski and the, and that staff for even just piecing that Frankensteining that together. It was basically like, all of the Browns in the last like 30 years, they put in one season. Remember the guy with the shirt with all the, you know, the jersey with all the quarterback names on the back of it that kept going down and down. That guy could have had one jersey for this year and it would have been the thing. So I, to me, it is it is really fun. Again, as a fan with that, as a fan who loves kind of the whole thing right now, I'm enjoying this season a great deal. And I do agree with you. I think there are a lot of scenarios coming up, which it could be great. All right. As you sit here right now, gun to the head. Let's pick the Super Bowl winner right here and right now. And then I'll ask you a question about Bill Belichick and the Cowboys after that. But Super Bowl winner, Damashek, as we sit here right now, let's predict and then we'll roll back the tape when you're right. Well, I'm the lamest possible here because I'm going with the shortest odds. I'm going Niners over Ravens. And even that is a little bit okay. hot because what you always see in this, like the last three to five years in the NFL, the mini short of rivalries or mini head to heads, always go in one yeah. direction or the other. Like, remember when the Saints kept beating Tom Brady's Buccaneers um, yeah. and it didn't even yep. have to be Drew Brees doing it? Those results keep happening. You know, the Bengals, it, go through it. Like, the Bengals own the Bills. The, the Those things don't change very much. The Niners own the Cowboys and so on. And so, by picking the Niners, I guess that's kind of a hot take since they got destroyed by Baltimore a month ago. But yeah, I, yep. I I do, and that would have been even worse if Lamar Jackson didn't trip over the referee in the end zone. What I mean, signature image of the NFL 2023 is the referees tripping up somebody in the end zone. Um, the uh, why is it called? I, I I don't know if we've talked about this before though. There are a lot of words in the English language 
Why was football so unimaginative that they used the word safety twice? Like, okay, the position of safety makes sense. Cause like yeah. from, from a philosophical sense, like, okay, we've got the 10 other guys, but like he's, he's our safety. Backstop. Everything yeah. gets behind. Like he's back there to be like the, the safety to make sure. No, the that, backstop. He's the backstop. It. What's safe about a 300 pound man falling on you in the end zone. That's unsafe. That's dangerous is what that is. <laughs> You need to call that something else. Like that's danger. Be able danger. You just get prayer hands. Why do you, why does the referee make the prayer hands? Cause he's worried about you. He's worried sick about God's you. Is safe. he, is he unwell? <laughs> danger, danger. No safety. Weird message for the kids. They should be doing this. Is that what you're telling us? Referee. Agreed. Agreed. hundred percent. So but yes, right, so I think I, I'm going to take, I'm going to take your question. Yeah, that's it. That's right. it. Kyle Shanahan yeah. over the Ravens. Wow, that's amazing. And we have a lot of Niners fans and friends who would love that. Uh, and then my last question is, does Bill Belichick, he's, he does he entertain going to the Cowboys? Could he turn, or is this fran franchise so far gone in its own sort of Jerry Jones of it all? Haunted, yeah, the Jerry Jones of it all, haunted by the ghosts of everything that they've done in the past, that even Bill Belichick, the great Bill Belichick could not turn this organization around or is this the guy if you're jerry jones you throw as much money as you can to get him down there right now and be like save us with these players that we have right now here is my thought on bill belichick first of all i think he's going to go to atlanta this is the man who chose cole strange when good football players were available in the draft he's not going to choose the best situation to our eyes he's going to make some rando choice and uh, yeah. Well, like, oh, I guess that makes sense for that. I don't know why he would choose Atlanta <laughs> over Dallas, but either way, I think that's the way that's going to go. I think, forgive me, fellas, and maybe by the time people are listening, I'll have been proven wrong, and I hope so for your sake. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Harbaugh because the same the same logic applies with Harbaugh as it does Belichick. If you're the Dallas Cowboys and you're like, our team is ripe, and I don't care about two years from now, I want to win right now. Belichick makes sense in that regard, but doesn't Jim Harbaugh make better sense? The 72-year-old man and the game feels a little bit like way the, his approach is maybe outmoded. Jim Harbaugh feels like maybe. you plug him in for two years, you might get, jet. you know, they're, they're close, obviously, still. They're winning 12 games, they're in the playoffs every year. I think that's the, the better situation. And then Pete Carroll, who, by the way, good trivia question, is the guy who last coach the Patriots before Bill Belichick did. That's I think right. you, you put That's a guy right. like Pete, like if I'm Philly, if they move on from Sirianni, go get Pete Carroll to steady the ship. I, I think all, all that makes sense. The bigger question is same thing. I asked about Tampa Bay, even after they won the Super Bowl, And I still say this two, three years after they won that Lombardi, does anyone in Tampa give a crap? Is anybody like, we got that Super Bowl. I'm a long suffering Buccaneers no. fan. And we got that. Like, no, you brought the mercenary down from Foxborough who wanted to add one last chapter to his story. And so he did. You right. were used. And story. why would you want Bill Belichick of all the people on the uh, on the planet Earth? Like if he wins for you, is it is that like oh, we did? And it's like, oh yeah, the Patriots guy did one more. It'll be that that will be the story, not your success of your team. Right? Or am I crazy? You're right. No, I think you're right. We have the same view of hockey in terms of like whenever the yeah. Tampa Bay or the Florida, you know, Panthers, Panthers or the or the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm like, 
fine. Yes, for Carolina, you don't have a lot of sports teams. This is wonderful. It's a professional sports team and your thing. They're happy. But are the are were there generations of people growing up as Carolina Hurricane fans who finally got their choice? It's not the same as when Ovechkin gave the Capitals a, a a Stanley Cup. It's not the same as if Edmonton were to win one now, or God forbid Toronto Maple Leafs win one now. It's not the same. It's like you have the all the fans of those hockey teams are in in of in that city are in the arena, and that's it. You know what I mean? Again, well, yeah, like, like it's a for instance, would you have been excited? I, I, Greg Maddox isn't a good example. I'm trying to think of a St. Louis Cardinals arch rival kind of a guy. But yeah, in, in hockey, I guess, would you have been excited if it was like, man, the Blues can't get over the hump? And then the year you win the cup, I know this requires some what if and you're going to have to suspend reality, but what if he in the springtime in front of the, in front of them winning the cup a few years ago, like it was like big move. We just got Patrick Kane from the Blackhawks. Would that would that diminish at all? Because when people say to me like, "Oh, you would have taken Ray Lewis on the Steelers if it meant them winning the Super," Bowl, I'd be like, "No, I don't. I I would not want that. I sit in a position of luxury because I my teams have won a lot. But would you like uh, the arch rival being the difference maker?" Not, a, I mean, I think it would be more of a Steve Eiserman type thing. Although Brett Hull and Brandon Brandon Shanahan, both guys who played for the Blues, wound up playing for the Red Wings and winning. So and like, gross, right? Do you like that, or were you like, oh, good for them no, winning a couple? I didn't like, like disgusting. That. I didn't. I didn't like that. It'd be, it'd be like if Aaron Rodgers went to the Bears and led them to like a Super Bowl. Like, can Bears you imagine? Fans. Like, what if Brett Favre went to like a team and they're like, what if he went to like the Minnesota Vikings and succeeded? <laughs> well, and like, imagine the raw like feelings on both sides still, of that. It's it like if Brett Favre defrauded the Mississippi government just to build a, a volleyball arena for his daughter. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's the same thing. Volleyball is Brett Favre, Favre. right? <laughs> That's right. We'll take a quick break. Damashek is with us. We'll talk about his podcast. Now you can follow him. He's got a great one with Sarah Tiana. On the other side of the break, we got some quick hits, and then we got a very uh, fun video to break down later, plus uh, a conversation with Jerry Jones. Yeah, we got him. Uh, this is V for the Cheap Seats. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. Our guest is the great Dave Damashek. He has a wonderful podcast that Jay and I just did with the hilarious Sarah Tiana. I talk about, you know, we talked in the break about doing podcasts with professional comedians. She's as great of a joke writer and joke teller as it, as there is. We've been in writer's rooms with her. She is ex super fast and always seems to get some of the best stuff on uh, your podcast is called extra points. Where can people catch it, Dave? And how can people support you? Anywhere you find podcasts is the answer. Extra points with Tiana once a week. And then three times a week in season, I do minus three with another mutual pal of ours. Big fan of yours too, uh, Kevin Hench. Um, well, so funny. So smart. Knows yeah. the sport. He and I do a show every Thursday where we just, uh, you know, complain about stuff it's a bit a lot of a lot of complaining in the last three or four months especially from kevin hench about the referees he's very upset sure. about them it's kind of like the nick nolte movie um in the snow Which in the frigid temps what's up with when when you just when you just slowly watch him go insane over the course of the it's, two hours and then he kills that's his man. life that wasn't a movie that was his actual oh that life. was actually that was a documentary it ended about, in the about yeah oh okay it ended that, in the yeah. that adds up okay that works out Either way, yes, it, it uh, affliction. I think is what it was called. Affliction is what 
this has yeah, been the yeah. experience if you listen to Kevin Hench on minus three. It's just every week he gets a little more insane and darker about it. it. But anyway, yes. that's great. And we do the 15 minute NFL pregame show. Um, we do that every Friday and it uh, has performed really well. Thanks to people listening to that one. Um, but yes, minus three and extra points. Track it down. It's on YouTube. It's on uh, wherever you find your your podcasts. And at Damashek on on all uh, socials. That's correct. Yes, at uh, Damashek. Okay. Track me down. Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. All right. Now, as this drops on this Friday, we're recording on Wednesday, but it drops on Friday. We're out, okay. out of Alaska, but we would say to our fans and friends, hey, we're coming to Denver. We'll be there at one of our favorite clubs in the world, uh, Comedy Works. We'll be there uh, the end, the beginning. That's uh, the January thirty first and the first and the second. Is that right, Jay? Does that sound right? That is correct. Yeah. Have you guys? So I know you're trying to move on, but I have to ask you something because we talked about this right after sure. you guys ditched. Well, oh, in fact, you know what? Kevin Hench and I were talking about this when I said, "Oh, the Sklars were just on. Oh, I love the Sklars, so on and so forth. They're so they're they're so sharp. So, um." Uh, the thing that's remarkable is how you guys, you know, on the stage, go see the scars whenever you can. Cause it's, cause it's, it's something to behold, but what's fascinating is it is not just something that you guys have plotted and you're doing a, uh, a running bit. The timing that you guys have, how you pick up each other's thoughts is like, I know that that's, you know, the stereotype of twins, but it is crazy how sharp you guys are off the cuff, feeding off each other, completing each other's thoughts. And then we were talking yeah. about like, has one of you ever gained like 40 or 50 pounds? Just one I'm of them. I'm on my way. Do it's you guys like, way. does that keep you? We were talking about that. Does that, does, does the pressure of the other guy make it so that you can't gain weight? Cause that would be bad. And have you ever seen twins? Who are identical? It was like, is, oh yeah, the one is way one's a hundred pounds heavier than the other. <laughs> I've not seen that. I mean, yeah, I mean, Jay's. I'm gaining sympathy weight. Like, you know how like he gains pregnancy as a husband <laughs> sympathy weight. So I'm gaining sympathy weight to join with, join in with Jay. No, I mean we're the the, the good news is with something like that, it's like just stay healthy. Like, just, just don't overeat. Like, just, just try and exercise. Try and walk around six, seven miles a day. Like. You know, we're too nervous about like life and our careers and everything to like that. We we got to be in movement at all times. This is what we realize about the two of us. It's like our ideas come to us for whatever it is. If we're working on a two man stage show, if we're working on a TV show, whatever. Jay and I are best in move. We're best in motion. We're like we're like the got to motion that receiver to see what the defense is going to give you right there. We got to put the sclars in motion, and that's where mm. we're best. So as long as that's the case, I think if like one of us broke a foot, like we'd be done for. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to stop eating the way I eat. So I got to walk. <laughs> so, yes, we got to. It's it's good that we have each other to sort of be like, hey, I always hey, thought hey, the Farrelly brothers ended up making the movie about the uh, the Siamese twins. But I used to always say, like, that would be a great and funny movie. But, you know, it would apply to you guys. Like, what if one of you was an insurance salesman and the other one was an international spy? Like, that would be a weird, you know. Thing. What if one of you was in a punk band, and the other one, you know, was a you know was an accountant? So we, were, so we did and a all movie. tatted up and everything. So we did a movie called Bubble Boy, where they brought us in to audition. This guy had seen us to audition, and they just wanted us to come up with an idea for a character of two Siamese twins. 
And this is how dumb we were because we and the and new to the this was early on. I mean, when did we do this movie, Jay? In like ninety nine. It was early Jake Gyllenhaal. Early Jake Gyllenhaal, like super early. early. Oh yeah, that now that rings a bell. Bubble boy. So we were part of the freaks. They brought us in and they're like, what do you want to do? We're like, okay, what? And this was our thought as comedians, not knowing that like, it's like, you know, the guy in the film who eats a meatball sub and takes a giant bite and swallows it on camera on the first shot. You dummy, you don't take a giant bite because now you got to take that bite 27 more times for all the coverage and the other stuff like that. You're going to eat. 17 meatball subs. You don't have to tell the Jardians dancing lady about that. She knows. She's a vet. (laughs) She knows. She is a vet. So so we're like, what if one of us was a Hasidic rabbi and the other one was a, uh, was a transsexual woman, like a, (laughs) yeah. And they they were connected at the head. So the idea that a man had to go through rabbinical school with a man who's transitioning into a woman on the other. So that's we're, they, what were names, Simcha and Dawn. So like that, and they, they did like a, a prosthetic thing where we're connected to that. I mean, it was, we were like essentially doing a whole other movie in that movie <laughs> and they very stupidly oh, cut us is the best. That's excellent. <laughs> yes. So that's what we did. So I love that you many years later had the same general idea that we Uh, had about this. Well, yours was way funnier, obviously. But uh, I'll tell you, for me, for real, I like to try to mark moments in time that are meaningful to me, inflection points. And they're they're small things that happen that then sort of propel you in one direction or the other. And I got to say, as weird as it is, and I know this is a this is not a flattering story because I don't remember which one of the two of you was there, but one of the Sklar brothers, Bill Dwyer and I were sitting in a hotel room one night and it was the early aughts. And my, one of my first writing gigs was on comedy central's battle bots. Okay. Sure. Yes, at the peak sure. of showbiz, but the Sklar brothers, the Sklar brothers, Bill Dwyer. I was sitting there talking with you and I had that out of body moment. Like, you know what? Nothing else ever happens. You made it, Dave. You look at you. You're yeah, sitting here with these it. guys. You made it. You know, look at look at what you're getting to do here. Bounce off these professional cool. comedians. And I remember feeling like out of body, like, don't say anything stupid. Don't say anything dumb. I remember that that <laughs> feeling of like, okay, you're in the big leagues now. Don't don't rule yourself out with with, with a dumb hacky remark here. I, I, and 20 years later to be getting to sit here with you and talk about nonsense like football is uh, is a great thrill. And uh, an even greater thrill was getting to know you a little bit and know that Michigan's victory meant that much to you and that you got to pay it forward to your boy. And now you've won over another generation of Wolverines. It's good. It's great. I'll say this. We gravitated towards you and to you on BattleBots because of our love of sports and wanting to make the show more sportsy. The producers themselves, the guys from Wisconsin, I love those guys, but they didn't, they (laughs) knew nothing about sports and we're like, no, you guys, we could make fun of sports coverage here. And that's what we always kept Jay and I kept that's trying it, right. to push in direction. But so of course we gravitated towards you because you're any sports joke that we wanted to do. You were like, yes, let's go further with that. And so anyway, all right, let's get into some quick hits, shall we? Because Tony Dungy, I feel like there's a moment where Tony Dungy is like your relative who just talks too much God at Thanksgiving. You know, like he comes in and you're like, he wants to do. <laughs> He's like, I'll say grace. I'll say grace. You're like, we got it. We well, got like, it. We, we want to eat it. Like before Everybody 9 p.m. Is thank- every- 
The name is Thanksgiving. Everybody sitting at this table is thankful that we're here. We now don't need you to talk is about to God. Just, yes, yes. Don't get into pronouns. This is not going to be fun, Tony Dungy. So Tony Dungy, I don't know if you saw it in an interview, is said oh, that yeah. Taylor, Taylor Swift has disenfranchised fans by NFL fans by taking the focus off of what's on the field. Um, I don't know if Tony Dungy saw Kansas City just dismantle there and finally like just get to the playoffs and then take off the cloak of whatever they shit they were doing this year and become Kansas City again. I don't think it's really hurting the game that much that she's there. In fact, I think it's expanding it to people who you might build some new fans, as you just talked about. I just think this is such a Tony Dungy on the wrong side of history take right now. And do you feel like he's veering that way? Veering? I think he's already there and has been there for a long time. (laughs) He's unchanged by by a progressing society. He is still in his same old uh, frame of mind there. Yeah, it's silly. And things like this, when you're reminded like, oh, yeah your Byzantine in your worldview, it's all every once in a while, remind yourself, Tony Dungy thinks all of us burn in hell for eternity when we die. Correct. We're not on his side. Just remember that. Like that's, that's where that when you're talking, oh, he's such a nice guy. Things are like, what do you think is going to happen when, when, when we die? Like, well, I'm going to go to heaven and you're going to burn. Like that's what, that's what's going on in his head. So I don't know if that, if that, um, makes you, more spooked or if that diminishes Tony Dungy's comments on anything, but that, but just as a reminder, that's where we are. Yeah. That's the context. Uh, I don't really even understand who could be mad about Taylor Swift be and Travis Kelsey being together. Like if you're a coach even, and you say to your players, like, I want you to have balance. I would rather you not be a philandering person who is creating drama and problems and like, go, go, go check Steve McNair, his situation post. Like, do you want him? Do you want your players to be embroiled in those types of things? Or have a girlfriend who comes to the games and sits up in the box and cheers so much. She's rude. She's right. She's right. Again, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. Just shut up and just enjoy the game. It's so weird. Did you see the cutaways to Eminem? Do you remember Kurt Warner's wife? All those cutaways when they were making their run? Of course, that's his girlfriend who happens to be the, not in the conversation, the number one most famous person on the planet. Her public whereabouts are news. Of course, if she's at the grocery store, they're going to show you like, Hey, look who was in uh, Anchorage today. Taylor Swift shopping around <laughs> at the CVS. Like they'll cover that too. She happened yes, to be at a big time football game. So of course the cameras are going to cut away to her. Weirdos. Yeah, I mean, who is a snowflake? Shine, exactly. Shine a light on the NFL. All right. Jimmy Butler. Right. God, I love Jimmy Butler. He's got emo hair. He's now a country music star. Country me. Did you expect this out of Jimmy? There's so much about Jimmy Butler that I myself do not, do not understand. Country music star. He's now putting out, he is recorded apparently. He shares a band with someone else. I forgot. He, he's not, he's, he's recorded 60 songs for his first musical project. I'm like, Latrell Sprewell? I, I don't know. know. I'm just throwing this out NBA the, guys who maybe he has the band with. I don't know. I Darius don't know. Rucker? No, he got, when he's not exploring Latin America to improve his birthday. Edwin McCain? No, he, he shared with Deluna that Deloon, which is this thing. Oh, he, he he just has his own band. 
Six-time All-Star added that his goal is, is to record 200 songs and select the best track for his debut album. Who are you, Manny Pacquiao? This is the point where I say, it's like when Chris Angel did the, you see the billboard of Chris Angel, famous magician, and his shirt is open and he's got like eight pack abs. That's too many abs. You're mm-hmm. spending too much time on your abs. You need Spend one ab in magic. Face. You need one ab in magic and it's abracadabra. That's all you need. Right. Spend more time on the tricks. And so eight abs. Jimmy right. It becomes, it's the same thing as like, a, you know, I always say like the goth kids, like you are trying to cliff's notes your way to a personality. And that's not enough. The eight abs are not adding up to one fully formed personality. I think people get that side. Right. Sometimes. So, so I, I love that Jimmy Butler has other interests. I really do. But sure. at the same time, I'm like, don't just tell people you're making a new album. I hear that he's recorded 60 songs and I'm like, why isn't he working on like a, 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 a low post? <laughs> I mean, like give me three more low post moves. Like, just, just sit in a hyperbaric chamber for a while. If you're, unless you're writing the songs and that, I mean, you can do whatever you want. And if that balances your life and makes you happy, that's fine. Maybe he's got We're a guy spo- following him around the court. <laughs> right. Yeah. That could be like just his random thoughts and he puts them on the page and turns them into a jangly little number. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, I would be inclined to like dip my toe into the waters, you know, or uh, of country music. I wouldn't just dive all in and go swimming like uh, 50 feet deep, like 60 songs. Don't you make one jingle and see how it goes first? Or <laughs> yeah, is so, Eric Spolstra yeah. saying like, Oh, you want to do country music instead of basketball? It's the parent, like go smoke the whole thing of cigars. Yeah, like, now You do like... nothing but sing country music, Jimmy Butler, and then we'll see how you like it. <laughs> That's right. I, All right. So, we got one minute left, man. We got one. We got one minute left. Hit us with the last I one. Well, because when you were talking about the Sposta thing, I thought you were talking about the Spolstra thing. Anyway, <laughs> same. Uh, <laughs> that effect. Um, last question. Uh, do you think, and I'm going to sort of put this question out there, is Russell Westbrook still good? Is he good? I can't tell if he's good, Jay. You're a Clippers fan. You I've watched enough me, Clippers but... games to say that in a super limited role, he can be good. Because he's fighting with fans during warmups. I don't know if you saw that video, but like he literally is like warming up under the basket at a Minnesota Timberwolves white guy. This is like is talking to him and like making weird shot things. And he's he's like, get over here. I'm gonna fight you. I'm like, you're first of all, you're way bigger than this guy. Six floor, you're cut from granite. You're gonna kick this guy's ass. Like, no one is rooting for you in this instance. This guy paid probably several thousand dollars to yell at you. You gotta take it, Russell Westbrook. If you were any better, I'd say, like, I just don't know if we can allow him this latitude. That's my question. That's the point, I think, you get to. Russell Westbrook was, you know, he was a a superstar in pro basketball. And shout out to him, because it did seem like eight years ago, the nature of his play, like Derrick Rose, like, he's just going to burn himself out. Like, he's physically, his body's not going to be able to sustain, like, 100 miles an hour to the rim every time. And yet here he is. So good for him on that count. But he has now turned into you know at one point russell westbrook used to be marlon brando pain in the ass on the set of apocalypse now like i'm not ready to shoot yet Coppola. like but like okay but it's brando we, we we deal with this he's now gary Busey. you know it's like <laughs> there you go hey gary <laughs> it. it ain't worth it to have you on set here man yeah <laughs> the results that's ain't it. equal in the pain in the ass <laughs> Bye, Russell. Uh, that's a great place to stop my man perfect love it uh thank you for doing this podcast we love talking to you we talk to you for hours we could dave damashek again extra points 
three times a week. He does with our buddy Kevin Hench, which we should have Kevin on this podcast. And then the 15 minute uh, on Fridays. All on uh, minus. Yes. Minus three. Look for it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. and beyond. Yeah. And extra points. We appreciate you guys. Damashek, always friend of this show. We love you. Thank you for coming on and taking your time. And uh, good luck to you. Good luck to the Steelers in the future. And I'm going to watch your predictions and see if you're right. Let's let them all play out. Uh, We'll be right back with uh, a fantastic conversation with uh, Jerry Jones himself. Maybe we'll ask him if uh, Bill Belichick is coming. And if you're a Patreon fan, please join our Patreon. we got a crazy video to share with you. We are going to talk to the Scar Brothers about coaching our team. (laughs) 2024. Thanks, Alice Cox does the best. All right, later, buddy. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. Gotta love that Damashek. Follow him, follow him. Uh, of course, look, the Cowboys were 12 and 5 the last three seasons. We talked about it with Damashek. They lose in the first round. They haven't lost a home game in 16 games. You thought this is set up perfectly for them to do what they do, and then they do what they do. Who do we talk to? We got to talk to the source, the man in charge of it all, the Hall of Fame. Owner of the uh, Dallas Cowboys, Jerry, the emotional Jerry Jones. Jerry, you got to talk to us here, man. What in the world happened and what are we going to do about it? Uh, well, uh, first of all, we're going to change. Uh, not that I'm into this whole uh, pronoun uh, phase of the world that we're going through, but we're going to change that we to a me, as in I, as in Jerry. That's that is right. what I what am I going to do? I no offense. You're not part of the inner circle. Uh, but uh, Got it. and and maybe you don't want to be because you guys don't want no. the glory hole like I do. <laughs> you want the glory hole. I want to really get, get back. I want to get back to the glory hole. That's why I'm on the inner circle. When you're in the circle, uh, that's where the glory hole fun happens. And that's what we're going to do. It's a very tight circle. We're going to find our way. But uh, the, the first thing we need to do is, uh, is that I just got to tell you that uh, I'm already sort of getting the uh, Getting uh, the 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 willies the the sort of willy cries I call them. Uh, I don't want to call uh-huh. it uh, tears, uh, just the willy cries. That's what my daddy used to yeah, say. Yeah. Jerry, get you, Jerry, yeah. get your willy cries out, or uh, or I'm going to unbuckle here. So then that's what I would do. <laughs> but um, but uh, you know, so what I'm doing right now is I'm focusing on uh, uh, the energy air. Okay, that's I'm looking at what looking at what 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 is it about? Because when I do look back over nearly four decades, uh, and it's hard to believe uh, it's been that long since I landed on a uh, golf course in Lakeway outside Austin and told Tom Lander he was through, not just on the hole, but in his life. Yeah, yeah. When I made that uh, that fateful journey, I promised uh, myself and Jeannie. Uh, and the young woman who was in the copter with me, that we were going to uh, Hang be on able... a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. All right. That we were going to be able to bring home six six rings, okay? Uh, six right. rings like the Lord of the Rings. And uh, we don't have yes. that yet. And that's what, I've, that's what I'm looking at. So I'm looking at my inner self, and I said, what can I do? Well, the first thing I can do is I can go to my Etsy site and um, and start turning out products that I think people uh, – People want because clearly the product of the Dallas Cowboys fell short. So I'm, I feel I feel obligated to give them something else. Like so that's what, what I'm. Well, well, the first thing I'm focusing on is uh, uh, what I call the CD Lamb Sham. Now, what that is? <laughs> now that is now. Listen, uh, this is a very useful product. Uh, it's made a hundred percent, hundred percent pure polyester, and you can take that. You can clean your windshield. And you can clean your helmet after you've been driven into the ground uh, 50 or 60 times because your offensive line was asleep at the wheel. 
Sure. So that's okay. the yeah, that's the CD Lamb Sham. Uh, secondly, I'm working on the Dak Prescott Ascot. Uh, oh, oh, that's Dak. nice. Yeah, now, now, he's, now this is important when you're playing in a cold game. It'll wrap around your neck tighter than the Keyshawn Nixon takedown in the backfield. And that's uh, no, I, I for, gonna... for Dak in particular, I think he's going to find that warm. And then finally, something that's really spiritually lifted me in the aftermath of this loss in the holidays is the Michael Parsons in a pear tree hologram ornament. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. that's a great which, is fit, which is fitting because he's going, he's going to be a hologram. I think we're going to lose him. I, You're going to lose him. Might too. The Dak yeah, Prescott yeah, sure. uh, is a great idea because it can simulate choking, which I think is just something that all fans would, you know, at least you're, everybody you're, you're, can feel what. You're hired from my marketing team. Thank you very much. There you yeah, go. So, uh, that's what we're so doing. But... Is Mike McCarthy done as the coach of the Cowboys? Do you get Bill Belichick? I mean, I'm, I know I'm asking two questions in a row. Sorry, lo- lo- well, lo- loser says what? I didn't hear that. I said, uh, well, I think you know what I mean. Uh, You know, this country has seen this country has seen some infamous McCarthy's from uh, Joseph to Kevin. And now Michael falls right in line as someone who will be banished, banished from the consciousness of America uh, heretofore. Uh, I don't want to get Lincolnian on you. But uh, uh, four, four score and a few years ago, like I said, down in Lakeway. Uh, golf course. I made a promise, and uh, I think that the fortunes uh, uh, didn't real realize I would have such an impediment in my way, both physically uh, and uh, uh-huh. and spiritually, as Mike McCarthy. Of course, I loved him uh, up until uh, a few days ago, but uh, things change on a dime. And, yes. Uh, well, I have a question. Wouldn't it Wouldn't it be two score? Because isn't a score yeah, twenty years? Score twenty years. Anyway, whatever. I well, I, well, well. I don't look. All I know is we needed to get about six scores, and we fell. Far short. And you didn't get them. Great no, point. we did not Great get point. enough scores. So you can score all you want. Uh, but the problem is that, uh, <laughs> that, that we didn't uh, we didn't we, we didn't, didn't perform. And by we again, let's go to the pronoun. Uh, I want to take the me out of the we because I did what I needed to do. And yeah, um, yes, I'm a, yeah, and I'm going to tell did. Mr. McCarthy that's all on capital Y-O-U. Um, and yes. uh, we'll show him we'll, we'll give him an exit interview in quite a literal sense. Uh, he will be walking uh, off the uh uh, the practice field, Premise. yes, the premises. Uh-huh. Uh, he will be he will be escorted by Danny White and Q. Um, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> well, unfortunately, Gary Holboom is. Um, well, he's stu- no, he's stuck in an ice fishing hole in Wisconsin right now. Oh Jesus! My Halfway God. out, Someone yes. help him out. Yeah, get well, you know, he. Birds. You don't want to get too close to Brett Favre because he's going to get you in trouble in one way or another. Yes, he will. He will. You're going to step in it with Brett Favre. I'm just although say at this that right point now. I would right. uh, I would take him over Dascot, Dun Dascot over Dak Prescott and his yeah. Ascot. To be quite frank with you, but wow. um, but uh, you know I want to just say one more thing to y'all. If um, if you don't have any more questions, because this has been like an inquisition, and I don't sure. appreciate that. Yeah. No, um, speak your mind. Give us this last thought. You know, I tried to tell, and this is really going out to Junior. You know, he listens to your show uh, on his on his little headphones that I, like I bought him. You. Yeah. Well, I bought him the kind of, they're real small because when the bigger kind go around, he gets scared because he gets isolated. He can't hear nothing around him. <laughs> so he likes to be able to hear, hear the outside. He did tell yes. me, he did tell me he finds it comforting that you guys sound similar, but not quite alike. He likes it. Um, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, well, so I tried to explain to him, I said, Jerry Jr., you know, uh, father, father time is catching up to me. And that's yeah. why we have to uh, really turn on the afterburners. And he liked that. That reminds yeah. him of Buzz Lightyear. 
So, uh, yes, so I said, so I said, you know, uh, because Father Time is catching up, Jerry, uh, I need you to catch up. I need you to get with the program here. And for the first time in our whole in our whole relationship, he looked at me with uh, something uh, uh, resembling uh, sentience and um, understanding. And he said, Daddy, I thought you were my father. Oh, God. And I said, OK, um, we're going to stop this conversation. Uh, why don't you go on back to your call of duty? Because. Uh, there's yeah. nothing else I can do here to help. And I think in some ways that really, really kind of symbolically represents the, the journey of this season. You know, I had the expectations. I thought the team understood uh, the score. Uh, they did not. And uh, just like Jerry Jr., they got very confused at the end and they, uh, they, they, they dropped something in their shorts. And that's what I'm left with. Well, listen, I hope next year is better for you. We always enjoy having you on the show and uh, have a wonderful off season. And we love you, Jerry. Thanks for coming on. Well, I want to thank you guys. Remember, it's Jerry's Etsy. That's what you go to, and you get your, okay, your, look at your CD Lamb Sham two-for-one right now, two-for-one. Dak Prescott, Escott, we'll do that in the uh, Parsons in a Pear Tree. We'll get it all. We'll put it out there. Guys, pick that stuff up. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who came and saw us in Alaska. We'll see you in Denver at the Comedy Works South at the beginning of February, and then we'll see you in Detroit at the uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle at the end of February, beginning of March, and then at Acme Comedy Company at the beginning of April, superscholars.com. If you're in L.A., come see us at Largo on February 5th. Love you guys. Punch a waterfall. We are out. <laughs>